Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today, we welcome Greg Prosker. He's an empathic healer who assists growth-minded individuals through their personal and spiritual developmental journey. Using breathwork, sound healing, Reiki, and hypnosis, he helps amazing spiritual badasses just like you transform their pain and suffering into freedom, inner peace, and joy. It is such a pleasure to have you, Greg. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, tell us how it is that you became a spiritual badass. So for much of my life, I was sick as a young child. So I had a kidney disorder and uh, I was overweight from it. So that alone, years later, it came up that that's where a lot of like insecurities came from. I never was into sports and all my friends were athletes. You know, my father was an athlete and he wanted me to play sports. I never felt like I fit in. And especially I live in a conservative, a little more closed minded of a place. Happy on the outside, but on the inside, I was always suffering, you know, very angry. In high school, I got into like psychedelics. I was always a big weed smoker. It was all recreational. I wasn't like sitting in ceremony or anything like that, you know. So I went away to college and I got really like the depression and anxiety just started coming out a lot more. Got on medications, you know, all of the antidepressants, benzodiazepines, Ambien, Adderall, just everything. It's just, I was numb, you know, I was, I was really just taking it all to get high for the most part. You know, it it was, I I love the feeling of Xanax of that just, you know, blissed out Xanax feeling. And it it was all just numbing from life because that's what I knew. You know, nobody was there to tell me like we have now where, Hey, you can meditate, you can get better. It was just all like, you're sick in the head and you need medicine, you know, and and that was it. I, I lived in New Orleans for 10 years. Um, you did? Yeah, I went to Tulane and stayed down oh, there. I actually hey. opened up a New York deli down there um, before Katrina. And then Katrina happened, so that was that. And I don't, I'm fine with it. I'm here. You know, everything brought me to yeah. this moment. But I am in Staten Island, New York. I finally came back after Katrina. I was selling life insurance, still going, trying to figure it all out. And one day I got sciatica, just a bad attack, like seven, eight years ago. And I went to see this acupuncturist and we became really tight, like family. And she said she always saw me as a healer. And I didn't know what that meant. I was just some regular dude, you know, smoking blunts, listening to Wu-Tang. Like that was who I was, you know, like the hell is a healer, you know, like what does that even mean? So she had this shaman start coming to our house once a month and things started opening up from that. And at the same time... Uh, she mentioned hypnosis to me like like most other people I heard hypnosis and I'm like oh you know bark like a dog quack like a duck thinking of Hollywood and it ended up that like a friend of a friend of the family taught a course in New Jersey so they let me take the course for free so I jumped in and I just just from like practicing on each other in class like my life started changing I'll go back a second there was one day where I just I don't remember saying to myself I don't want to live anymore but something snapped in me where I just started like taking Xanax stick after Xanax stick. And I took like 20 to 40 sticks, which should pretty much kill people. But for me, it just was what it was. And my friend had lent me his car for the weekend. I got in his car. I was driving down like the main street, one of the main streets of Staten Island. I rear-ended somebody very lightly. Cops came. I, like I was out of my mind. I don't know how, you know, I kind of remember it vaguely. But I also split my tongue in half, 
like from the middle out and I'm sure everybody listening has bit their tongue you know how painful that is just like split and you can't get stitches on your tongue it was awful oh, so holy I ended crap. up yeah oh like, holy crap is beyond like it was it was the most one of the most pain and I have tattoos all over me I could yeah. take pain but this was right after that the hypnosis thing happened and I started taking this course and I gave up all my medication cold turkey, which I never suggest anybody listening. Do not give up your medication cold turkey. Like work with your doctor. I'm just an all or nothing person. If I have it, I'm going to take it. That's always been the way. So it was either I stopped taking it altogether or I take it. I couldn't like taper off. So as I'm withdrawing from it, it was awful having like brain zaps. And I told everybody around me, my ex at the time and, and family, I said, listen, I said, just bear with me the next few weeks. It feels like it's going to be pretty messed up. So it was, but the hypnosis really helped. It helped with curbing the, the withdrawal symptoms and everything. And, and it was interesting to just go back to the root of my issues instead of trying to, you know, we take things like medication for the symptoms because everything we do is symptom based. But meanwhile, like we don't go to the root of issues. So as I started going to the root of my issues, I realized where my stuff comes from. My life just changed instantly. So I was like, I, this is so powerful. I have to become a hypnotist and help others and take this seriously. So I did just that. And I just started working with people for you know, things from like the regular hypnosis stuff, like smoking and weight loss. I worked with a lot of children who with eating disorders and learning disabilities and stuff at the beginning. And it was, it was amazing. Like seeing lives change, you know, even like I had this one client who was on the spectrum who had Asperger's and he ate nothing. A lot of people with special needs have that simple diet or they have the texture thing. During our sessions, his mom would bring in like food and after the session, he'd eat them and like he never ate meat before. And, you know, he didn't like the taste of it. I couldn't make it like the taste, but he was at least opening up to all of this. And it was like just so powerful to see this, you know, and a kid with anorexia and a girl with like almost like split personalities, like so many cases back then hadn't hit spirituality yet. I wasn't, you know, I'm not one of those healers that always knew I had gifts and abilities or any of that. So the shaman started coming and things started opening up. So I went and sat with plant medicine around that time, which was about four years ago. And that's when everything really opened up. All the healing modalities, the sound healing, the energy work, herbalism. And I realized I've been doing this a lot longer than now. Did you ever use your hypnosis therapy doing a past life regression? Did you ever do that? It's interesting. Spirit stops me from learning, from knowing anything. Like I'm just supposed to go with the flow. I don't read books. I don't listen to podcasts really. I don't watch like YouTube videos and on Pleiadians or star seeds or any of it. So I always felt this calling to Mayan culture, Native in America, Egypt and Australia, New Zealand. Like I, I knew that there's some parallel or past life stuff there. But I was never able to like get there. I remember really? I used like, yeah, I, I remember I used DMT once and I saw like that I was a Buddha and then it just ended and I never, you know, saw anything after that. So during my first Ayas sit, I saw this native primitive looking guy with like a bone through his nose. And all like the plant medicine I've sat with, I never fully had a visual. It was all physical. It was all just pounding me in the gut basically every time. It was not a lot of fun, but you know, I went through it. So 
this guy, you know, he just, I saw him and that's pretty much it. And then I saw fractals and stuff and it just ended. I went to Guatemala. I went to actually Mexico first to Tulum two years ago. And, you know, I would try and like read books on Mayan stuff, watch documentaries. And it's like my mind just shuts off and not like an ADHD thing. Like I'm just not allowed. It was weird, you know. So finally, when I went to the Coba ruins, then I realized that that guy that I was seeing in that ayasit was me from that life. And it was revealed to me then. It was literally me. I was watching play this like Mayan ball game that they play and the bone through the nose is like self-sacrifice, which is a victory. Like you get to sacrifice yourself like that. Yay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> I'd, I'd just take a trophy, but we're good. Yeah. 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 You know. <laughs> You're like, does my split tongue just count, please? Yeah, yeah, I already did. I already did this. We, we went through this already. That's awesome. I love that. Talking about the root cause years back, I was feeling so good. I felt like I understood the energy of my body. You know, had these little awakenings here and there to different parts of myself. I think Mandy and I both relate to your story, you know, just struggled with stress and uh, medications and and all those things. And so I was finally feeling clean and really shedding some of the conditions of the world. Finding presence for the first time was huge, right? I'm like, I didn't even know what it meant to be present. It was beautiful, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, I had all this shit like in my root chakra that was calling me and I'm like, wait, 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 what? What, what is that, right? I'm feeling good. I, but I had never felt what it, it was like to be grounded before. And what was calling me was all this past life stuff and ancestral stuff for me is my root cause, the purpose of my life. Once I felt that, and I've been going through that for years and I'm like, oh God, what's going to be next, right? It's always something new. This is such an unexpected journey. Yeah, all of it. I mean, every part of it, I call it beautiful suffering. Like a plant medicine purge. It's like, I don't know if you've sat with plant medicine, but like combo and like it's beautiful suffering, you know? It's it's really what we're going on as a collective right now. Like I started channeling about what's going on or what's gonna happen, systems crumbling like three, four years ago. We're going through the purge and the future is bright, you know? And that's generally how life is. It's not that we have to stop working either. It's all like you, you stop and then, and then the next thing, and then the next layer and then the next layer. But it's beautiful that all of these things are coming about and we're actually able to look at the root because unfortunately we're programmed by the powers that be to be negative. Like we're flooded with the TV, even sports. Like I look at competition and I used to be big into sports. I used to be hardcore and I just out of nowhere, I just had no interest in sports watching, not playing. And you know, even that you think about it, like everything is for us to just be angry and us to hate each other and us to just, you know, FM, fuck my life. And I mean, that's like a, that's a main saying in our society. Fuck my life. Think about that. Yeah. Like life sucks. Yeah. I hated how it made me feel sitting there watching, feeling this anxiety in my chest. I'm like, wait a minute, this is what I'm trying not to feel. Why am I actually watching this willingly putting myself through that? 
Greg, don't you find that you lose some friends and family in that process? And, you know, it's still their connection. So it's hard because that's what they still want to do on Sundays. And I'm like, I want to go in my room and read like a cool book and learn some new shit or go watch Ancient Aliens. I just don't vibrate on that same frequency anymore. And it actually, like Shanna just said, when it comes to discernment, it like disrupts my body. I listen to different music, the music I used to listen to, like Biggie Smalls and uh, freaking Wu-Tang and, uh, you know, DJ Quick. They don't even sit with me anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. DJ Quick still sits with me, girl. I think that actually that is what is the problem for myself. It's too loud. I know Mandy's very sensitive to my soul is rejecting it, right? It, it, it doesn't want it. My body's rejecting it. It's tensing up everything opposite of what I want to have. As we evolve, our souls are really craving something different in sound. Yeah, I may be spiritually evolved, but I'm still Wu-Tang as fuck, you know? <laughs> I, I, I still do listen to, listen to Wu-Tang, a little bit of Biggie, but I also have a, a hard time now that I'm, you know, hearing more about misogyny and, and hear like the way they talk about goddesses and stuff in there, like it's, that makes it hard. So it's like, I automatically shut off, you know? And so I try and listen to more of the conscious rappers like KRS-One and Mos Def and, and people like that. But, but yeah, it's hard. And with sports, it's like, when you think about it, it's entertainment, right? Meanwhile, if you're a Giants fan and you go to the Eagle Stadium, you're going to probably get your ass kicked. Like over sports, in Europe, over soccer, I mean, they kill each other. It's all part of the design of the system for us to all hate each other and us to, to divide and conquer. I was a Mets fan, my friends are Yankees fans too, and I literally, instead of wanting to see my friends happy if, if the Mets can't win, I want the Yankees to lose because I don't want to see my <laughs> friends happy. Like I, I think about these things and I'm like, wow, this is how we're programmed. This is you know, so important to them every single week. And then to go deeper with the sports, I mean, they, they use it as, uh, you know, there was never any the army in sports and things like that and all with all the flag. It was never a thing. And they use it to divide us more in every way, yeah. shape or form. And it's, it's sad. It, you know, it's just entertainment. It's that's that's all it is. Like, great. You win. When I was in college and I just got into sports then. And I was big into fantasy sports and everything. I put my hand through like a thin window because St. John's got knocked out of the tournament, like out of the Sweet 16. Great. Who cares? But I like I did that. And <laughs> I look back. I'm like, what? Like I literally put myself in pain because a basketball team that has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. So it, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but throughout your journey you have been able to embody more of that. They call it feminine energy and people don't like that because they think, oh God, what are they talking about? But you know, we're moving, it's appropriate right now because we're moving mm -hmm. into Aquarius, but like that you've kind of learned to have that more of a, that divine energy, the two of them balanced. Yeah, that's that's something I pride myself on. And I, I you know, I consider myself a, a chameleon at times. Over the years I've been doing this, I'd say 80% of the people I know are women and 20% are men, you know, even it could, it could even be less men because um, men are scared to get into that. And then they hear the word feminine and that throws them off. And I live in a very like toxic masculine place, a lot of anger here. It's like Jersey Shore. You've seen the show Jersey Shore. That's where I live, Staten Island, you know, and it's a lot of that anger and you feel that and it's because these guys aren't living their truth, you know, and they're not in touch with their emotions. So when you suppress and you suppress, Eventually you blow up, you know, that's what happens. And that's yeah, kind of that's... what you're taught from the day you're born.
Don't cry. You can't cry if you're a man. I love crying. I'll cry on, on this call right now. Like crying is purging and we're taught not to cry. That's something natural, you know, not to be in touch with your emotions. If you're a man, like all those ancient archaic um, societal standards of how a man should be. And I, I'm in men's work as well. I kind of pulled back from it. I mean, my father, he never told me I'll give you something to cry, like don't cry. But yeah, I guess he did, you know, because that's what he knew. We're not supposed to cry if we're boys. And that's all bullshit. That's why you have 104 men a day kill themselves in the United States. And it's probably up now, you know. So I like seeing these gender, um, everything just coming down. And it's, it's just be you. That's it. Whoever you feel comfortable being, just be you. You know, I'm a Pisces. So I'm like, I've always been in touch with that emotional and sensitive and, and you know, that feminine side. But now balancing it and being, you know, where I need to be is, has been beautiful. I love Pisces. Manti and I are both Taurus, but my daughter is a Pisces. Yeah. When's your birthday? March 10th. She's 222. 22 is my number too, which is so funny. I see 22 all day. All I mean, this is like constant in our family, you know, with the twos. We do, actually, we just did a whole podcast on, on different numbers and how people are guided that way. Do you believe that in like spare guides and angels and, and guidance? One million percent. I mean, mm -hmm. when I was like 1920, my uncle, who was like my best friend, like he was a lot like me, um, he passed away of cancer. The second he did, he was right next to me. And at that mm -hmm. point, I kind of knew he's a guardian. You know, at that, I didn't know about spiritual terms. So it was kind of like what you hear in movies. Like he, he passed on to be my guardian angel. And then I started seeing them more and more over the years, whether it be, you know, the archangels or my main spirit guide is this native dude or, you know, the fairies or things like that. So I call upon like my spirit team every morning. I'll sit with them over like like breakfast and just have a conversation with my guides. And yeah, that's what it's about. And that's that's been a hardcore message for me is trusting, you know, trusting in the universe and my guides that they have my back and to just do what I'm here to do and not hold back anymore. So isn't that interesting? It's like as you're evolving as a soul, if you're able to kind of awaken to this, not only do you figure out, oh my gosh, I'm a healer. You also figure out, oh my gosh, I have support around me that, you know, I can't see with my 3d eyes but there's definitely something supporting me and um i'm also discovering now that i have all these kind of spiritual gifts that are not within those five senses i've been told that i only have oh yeah they're there and for me it's always like spirits always i'm not like if i'm going into if i'm doing a reading or something like that like it's there i don't need to get grounded and get into it it's just always alive in me and my energy is always buzzing so like i say i'm a reiki healer but i don't really use the symbols or anything i just use that because that's what people understand my tattoos even like depending on the day and what i'm working on like just like you can feel the energy shooting out of it so it's like always tapped on with me. And sometimes it's a little, you know, annoying. Sometimes I just want to human a little bit, but it's... it's uh... <laughs> I love that. I want to human a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just want to, you know, look at cat videos and not have to deal with, you know, this and that. But, but yeah, we're all here to do what we're here to do, so... That's a good way to describe it. I like that human a little bit. What modalities do you use? You, you mentioned energy work. What else? Well, generally, like daily routine, self-care wise, I do, um, I start my day with breath work and I do this microcosmic orbit meditation where it's just moving through different points, different meridian points. And then I do grounding and cord cutting. So, you know, grounding, like 
I'm sure most of you have done it with the roots going into the center of the earth, you know, and then a, a thing going up. But the deeper modalities would be breath work, like on a deeper level, not mm -hmm. just a quick one I do daily. Um, hypnosis has been huge for me, and that's the foundation of what I do. Energy work, soul retrieval. I no longer want to sit with stuff, you know, and I know when there's times where I just have to go through it. So I just lay on my couch and or like I do watch TV, I watch sitcoms like at night. That just takes my mind out of it, you know. Mm -hmm. But then there are times where I have to work with others. I need the help of others and I'll turn to, mm -hmm. you know, I work with this woman in Bali. I just did some past life regression with her and some soul guidance and so there's just times where I need to reach out. And, you know, throughout my years of doing this, after that, like, attempted suicide, I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? I see other people happy. If they can be, so can I. And I'm going to do anything possible to get there. You know, I invested a lot of money into myself in doing this. And if somebody comes to me and tells me that there's something that helped them, I'm going to try it. Like, I don't, I, yeah. that's how badly I want to feel good. I didn't work with a practitioner, but just on YouTube, EFT tapping, you know, when, when I was going through that 18 months after my awakening, I'm like driving around tapping. People are looking at me thinking I'm fucking <laughs> out of my mind. They're like, what is that guy doing? Like he's tapping himself and stuff. I, I didn't care. You know, anywhere I was, I'd be going to work and Brad Yates or Margarita Vorobioff, other people on YouTube. And I'd just be tapping and it's, it's so powerful, yeah. you know? I always love talking about the hope piece of everything because that's what we need, right? More hope. So we, I kind of have this vision of you before. Like you're at a game, you're freaking beating your chest, you're punching shit because your team lost. <laughs> and I hate to be rude, but you're kind of like that. Maybe I would have called you if I was being my old judgy self. I would have been like, oh God, look at that douchebag over there. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was and never full on douchebag, but I was, you know, I was, I was Matrix. I was Matrix. <laughs> I still had a big heart, though. I still had a big heart. You feel that. It was just maybe a little suppressed. So let me ask you, how would you describe yourself now? So now that you have kind of stepped back and learned a lot and opened yourself up, how would you describe yourself now? I'm in between both worlds. I'm a conduit or a messenger or a medium between both worlds. I'm here to... You know, we're going through this medicinal renaissance and that's what came to, that was a download that came to me when I was in Guatemala. I love that. that. All the original medicines are coming back, but breath work, energy work, sound healing, these are all ancient modalities. They've been, they've always been used, but they've been hidden from us, you know? So I'm here to help bring those back and help people actually heal instead of treat, you know, instead of just treat symptoms. It's, it's not about making life manageable. It's about fucking living life, you know? And most people are just like, oh, I want to manage my stress, manage the anxiety. I'm like, no, you want to fucking shed that shit. And look, there's going to be times where it pops up, but it doesn't have to. It's just doing the work and me helping them get there, you know? And ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all... Whoever's going to ascend in 5D and all that, you know, not everybody gets to come. And the, the quicker that we all unite, that's when 5D is going to actually happen. When the full on, like we're there, the Pleiadians come, Arcturians, it's all happening. I just, I want to go home already. Like I want this to happen. I'm tired of the suffering, enough shit. Like it's, you know, I go through days where it's like, I feel great. And then two o'clock, I just get hit with something. I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to do work, you know? So like, I want, I'm, I'm here to help the world ascend. You know, I'm here to help people through their spiritual awakening. Thank you for sharing that because you bring up a very solid point. You know, people always assume that healers or people that are doing this work 
uh, light workers that we're always like up in positive la la land. No, we get hit with shit. Sometimes it's daily and sometimes it's every day at two o'clock. You know, I love how you just humbly just said that. So I appreciate that. Because I get hit really hard. I don't know how people like me have nine to five jobs. Like I, I don't. Because like when I need to take a nap at three in the afternoon, like I, there's nothing I could do. I couldn't be at an office doing work. And so I see other people and I salute all of all of you, all of them, whoever's out there, like even with kids, with families, like I'm single, I don't have kids. Like I'm, you know, I'm good with that right now. And, and it's, it's because it's hard. It's, it's, you know, going back to the being human thing. That's why I tell people, like I see people jump into spirituality and it's like, 24 7 and i'm like take a break you know like be human go bowling do something like just you need a break spirituality is very taxing and healing is very painful. it is just recently i was kind of sitting with why is it that i love true crime because i mean i will just put on a true crime podcast most disturbing shit i could find <laughs> but you know what i figured out it's just an escape for me if i could find like a more positive one is what I was like wondering if I could <laughs> I feel like that has something to do with your past life too. That's, that's what's coming to me. Something with the true crime and a past life thing. So that might be why yeah. you're uh... for sure. Because I can't always be on, so I need something to fill in space sometimes, just so I just can be yeah. without connecting, without you know feeling too much. I really am just listening to it to I think just create space. Because I do feel like that too. All the, I am such an empath that I could be constantly connected. And you sound like you are pretty severe empath as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I protection every day. But yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's cool to distract, you know, it's, it's like so many of these spiritual heads are like, don't watch TV, don't do anything. But you gotta like, we're still here to have that human experience. You know, I don't claim to be the Dalai Lama or anything, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not a martyr. I'm not here to just do this 24 seven, but. Yeah, those are truly the enlightened. Like I think about people like Thich Nhat Hanh and I'm like, dude, I mean, he's in it all the time. Could never. I could, I just don't have the life that would provide, you know, I have four <laughs> kids, you know, I, everybody, you know, even with COVID, um, what did someone say? Well, is there any way that you can isolate? Uh, are you fucking kidding me? These people would take a chainsaw to the fucking north. There's no way I can isolate. <laughs> they would never allow that in my life. It ain't happening. Oh my God. Seriously. I'm, I'm good with no kids. I, I think I've given <laughs> up on it. I'm, I'm 41 now it's like i never really lived life you know i never had my, i never allowed myself to travel or live any sort of life so i'm finally just like over the last few years allowing myself to live like going to the spa on a tuesday well when covid's not happening you know things like oh, that and spa. and you know just I go, I go to these spas korean spas in jersey with all different um one that has like a pool that overlooks manhattan and infinity pool oh my god Ooh, it's amazing. Um, amazing and then like king spa has they have this one spa that's a, a pyramid and it's gold plated and it's like modeled after egypt and so before like i got spiritual i would go there and i like feel like a real attachment to that. And that's where Egypt kind of came from me and being in that spot in that gold plated sauna. And then now like every time I was sitting in, there's like a throne there as well. And I was in this cacao ceremony where I was like with all my ancestors and they were lifting me on that same like golden throne, like 
oh. going all around. So like Egypt, like became very real for me then. Like even when, you know, I'm sure when you do any kind of like some sort of med meditation or whatever, where you have to go to a sacred space, that pyramid, that sauna is my space. And then I that go is. and then the journeying through there and stuff. The more guests we have on, the more I hear about people having these enlightening experiences when they're surrounded by like water water's huge for me i always get a lot of downloads and a lot of messages while i'm in the shower which yeah. is really fucking inconvenient because i'm like i have to run out and put it on my <laughs> in my phone or on a piece of paper real fast i need like a shower fog-free tablet or something <laughs> yeah, i'm with you i get so many downloads in the shower and i'm like Fuck, i gotta run out <laughs> <laughs> I write this down <laughs> that's so that's so awesome I think that I mean people should pay attention to stuff like that I have just like you just random thoughts and connections to places like I've had dreams and I'm also in meditation I continue to see like the same scene right and I have that with other things too that actually definitely have I've connected to past lives and past life regressions but I have this one where it's just desert and there's like this old man with like this red robe and he, well, in the dream, he tells me I need to find my druid stone. And I was just like, what the hell's that? Like I have so many stones. I should have that stone, <laughs> which I, I think I did end up finding my druid stone. I have just random dreams about this place too, you know, or just even like I did a drum journey two weeks ago and, and there I was in that same place again. So I don't know if I'm, now subconsciously going back to this place maybe now like that's your sacred space that you go to for some reason mine's kind of shifted to this place it seems it happened on its own it evolved to that just recently it's interesting i don't think there's much subconscious i mean there is subconscious on that individual like mental level but i think when things like the messages are so strong now there's no denying right. it you know right. it's, it's, it's yeah like, you're right that's why we're getting hit so hard and the universe is being so literal for us. And if, if the universe is showing you what you need to get, take care of and fix. And if you don't like it's, it's hitting people more and more hardcore, but so like the synchronicities, the meaning, um, you know, even where we're like years ago, I'd have people reach out to me for hypnosis and it would be just be like regular people for smoking or weight loss. Like yeah. there's no more of that anymore. It's all <laughs> like my army, my tribe is just building up more and more in every way, shape or form across all social media. And I feel like every single one, there's some meaning to it. You know, it's not just random. Yeah, they're like, they're like me and they're like, listen, I keep on having this thing about, you know, this desert and all this. Can you help me go into hypnosis to figure out what that is? Yeah, well, not as much. I mean, I don't really do much individual work anymore, but I mean, just like the, the, the spiritual level of things, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it, it's evolved. Yeah. Where, where I used to just help people with those like kind of symptoms, which smoking Surface, is a yeah. symptom. Right. Now it's more the deeper, like I'm here to develop an army of healers to help with ascension. Like everybody who's coming to me for the most part, I'd say like 95% of people are those that are by the time we're done, like they're unlocking gifts and they're doing the work and they're shedding for their purpose, not just shedding because they're in pain. So it's, it's, it's a little yeah. deeper. What does yeah. ascension mean to you? So, from what 
I think, and, and I always tell people, like, when you're listening to a spiritual teacher, anybody, you always yeah. use discernment. Because what I channel is different from what this person channels. And we're yeah. so both sure that we're channeling the right thing. So to me, Ascension is, I've had visions of it where there's going to be this shift and there are going to be people who disappear, who shift off to 3D people who just don't want to come along for the ride or they're not supposed to. It's going back to community. It's high vibration. Everything is high vibration. Like the systems are going to crumble. I don't know what like money is going to look like or things like that. But I've had visions of like community, indigenous, you know, sitting around a fire with me playing gongs and stuff and things like that, where it's just we're going to return to simpler times and it's going to be our world. Because in essence, if we lived like that, if we all worked on selves and we were all high vibe and, you know, microdosing mushrooms or things like that, then we wouldn't need the government. We wouldn't need the leaders, you know? We we may lead, need a few, like, people in charge, a little in charge of the money who have to, but, but elected officials, but we wouldn't need that. And that's where we're moving back to. So all these, like, systems that are crumbling, you know, you look at big pharma, you look, CBD is, and cannabis is, you know, definitely putting it a, a little into big pharma, and it's gonna more and more, you know? so. All that's happening now with the government and everything, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to get into COVID and all that, but everything is gone to the last thread that they have of us, but they don't even have power anymore. Like we're there, you know, we just have to own it and fucking come together and stop fighting on Facebook and all that shit. And then we just, (laughs) Amen. yeah. And from like downloads I got, like the sick become healthy again, all the karma is lifted and we're just, we're there. It's just bliss and happiness. It's utopia. That's what ascension mm-hmm. is to me. Yeah. What's really crazy to me is that even as much as what you said, how you'll hear different people receiving different things, they may call it different things. They may be in totally different areas coming. You know, we had someone not too long ago. She's a psychologist. She's a Jungian. She speaks the exact same thing as the lady that we talked to the other day, who's an indigenous shaman who's saying the same thing as what you're saying. I mean, Mandy and I are just two fucking suburban moms that are from Aurora, Colorado talking, you know, we're receiving the same thing. Sometimes the terminology is different. Sometimes some of the messages are more specific or here and there, but really it's amazing how we're all receiving the same shit. Yeah, that's it. And it's beautiful for those that are aware. You know, I think a lot of people, there has been a lot of like spiritual ego and spiritual superiority where people are like, my way is right. What I channel, that's the absolute. Where I think we are partially co-creators of this journey, you know, so it's, it's you take something like I, I posted about like twin flames the other day. You know, for me, what a twin flame is, is that's all your exes that came in, shook shit up, fucking drove you crazy, showed you what you needed to work on and then left. Twin flames to me aren't the ones that you end up with. You know, but other yeah. people are like, oh, the twin flame journey. And I think we get lost in that a lot, in the labeling yeah. of everything and, and having to know the answer. Like, what star seed am I? You know how much has changed since I found out I'm a Pleiadian star seed? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I just have a tattoo on my arm that's Pleiadian. I know who I channel from now. But that's it. With all the labeling of this, that, and the other, we the answer is always focus on self. Just work on yourself. That's yeah. all you need. Because to do. otherwise, you might as well just create a new Bible. If that's what you, if you want to be put in another box and, you know, and say that this is the only way, this is the only terms, this is the only, you know, belief system. Yeah. Like I see all the, you know, all the light workers now calling people sheep and idiots and belittling them like in Facebook, (laughs) all 
Oh, oh my God. In Facebook, the spiritual groups have like just split in half. Like fighting and it's it's all like I got to get off. I'm working on getting off Facebook, but that's it's what it's so it hard. Out. Like yeah, you're not woke enough. You're not you're wearing a mask. You're not wearing a mask. Everything in the spiritual groups, too. They I, I, I think a lot of the powers that be on the other side, you know, the low vibe beings have infiltrated and pretending like I call them spiritual infiltrators where they're, you know, they're all love and light. And then all of a sudden one day they just start preaching this other stuff. And then, you know, things like QAnon come along and everybody's just split in the spiritual groups. And it's like baffling to me, you know, but I do believe there are some that are sent in to infiltrate. And right. even like there may be people, you know, like I, I know a lot of people have just lost friends all of a sudden, like their friends have just lost it. And these are people they've known forever. And that's because, you know, they might have even be in this life to do just that, like to throw you off, you know, and that may be their purpose here. Like I think one of my exes a few exes ago and she wrecked me. I stopped doing work. I stopped, you know, she was like very verbally abusive. I started thinking afterwards that she was sent here to like stop me from doing the work and helping people because I did just that, you know, and it made yeah. no sense how that short relationship really did that damage, but it did. Ooh. Wow, you're so right. I love your verbiage. I love the way you talk. You speak my language, just very matter of fucking fact. I love that you're calling it the spiritual badass healing community. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what is the name of your CBD, uh, your company? Superbles, S-U-P-H-E-R-B-A-L-S. All the work I do with individuals, I do on the oil as well. So it's not like, the, like we make it all by hand and I do a whole blessing ceremony around every batch with sound healing and energy work and things like that. So it's a lot more love and intention in there like a plant medicine should be. How did that come about? And you partnered with a couple. How did you get into this? I mean, I was a weed smoker most of my life. I remember in like the 90s, we would hear about people on like chemo that would like smoke a joint to help with their chemo symptoms and, and not even realizing like the realness of what this medicine is. So when CBD started popping up four years ago, I was just called to start something. And I didn't know that it would end up being this. I was just going to white label, get from somebody else and sell CBD. A friend of mine at the time, we were going to do it together. And he's like, we have to bring my, my brother in. And his brother is the one who I'm partners with now. And me and his brother just started. And we found this farmer in Tennessee. He was a young kid. And he just taught me how to make it. You know, and I'm looking at things from the perspective of like ayahuasca and medicines that we pray over when we're making it. I was like, why would this be any different? You know, and I started seeing it being mass produced and it just felt icky to me, you know, with a lot of the stuff out there. Lee and I started and his wife, Lana, and she's like the backbone of the company now. Like they, they make it all at their house and she's like, she's the piece, like the glue. It's amazing. So we found this farmer in Oregon who's just a lot like me, prays over the field and things. And it all just came together. I create all the products and then they make everything. So they, they do the bottling and shipping and I do everything else. Like they're teachers, they have kids. You know, he works at a special needs school and she teaches. And then we could, you know, donate money to, you know, create our own organizations for helping, you know, children with special needs learn so they can have jobs and things like that. That's yeah. what That must be a special place you hold in your heart because you've, you've mentioned it a few times. Yeah. Very much so. And especially like kids with who are on the spectrum or special needs. And that was one thing about getting on TikTok when I got on two months ago, I was immediately thrust into that world into like disabled TikTok, basically, where people are getting bullied. I mean, it's 
awful like to see that and and i knew like when lee and i got together and he worked at you know he works at a special needs school and and i know with cbd being that it's you know a lot of people use it for their children or adhd or on the spectrum like i always knew that there was some calling to that Mm -hmm. so but i never knew exactly what it what it's going to be and now it's becoming more and more clear yeah that's it i'd rather a kid be able to go into life like whole as opposed to wait till he's 40 and then start working in him. So, you know, it's a lot easier to help a kid at a young age than a damaged adult to go back and relearn and change everything. So I have a son who's um, 17, who's autistic. It's very interesting about the hypnosis because Ethan only eats about three things. He used to like Tortino's pizza, but he would only eat the homestyle one rather than like the little tiny chopped up, you know, like traditional ones. During COVID, for some reason, they were making those. I mean, like I was buying them out of every grocery store in my area. So now because it became such an issue, he won't eat it at all anymore. So that went away. He, he just recently switched. He was eating a box of Frosted Flakes a day. Now he's switched to Cheerios. <laughs> got his breakfast lunch and dinner but it's always the same is it sensory disorders shanna is that what it is is it the texture or is it the taste ethan is hypotonic so he doesn't feel the same as we do so he doesn't feel like hunger pains so he doesn't everything is numbed you know the way he experiences it however some of it's very sensitive so that's that puzzle in autism you know like what the hell like he doesn't feel pain uh, in a lot of ways but he loves very light touch he'll ask you all the time to tickle him so yeah he likes spicy foods but then again i say spicy food and he likes freaking cheerios that's like random right that's a hard thing with kids with autism i think because it doesn't make sense. And I think that's why there's a spectrum because there's no set symptom. Yeah. And I remember hearing over the years, like when I started getting into spirituality, that like children on the spectrum are star seeds and indigo children and things like that. And I do believe that. And I think that's why I'm so drawn. But it, it is interesting how that works. Like the kid with Asperger's who I worked with, he was like four or five. The school teacher shoved a hot dog in his mouth and he didn't want it. And that was it. Bye-bye. No meat until we were 16. But wow. yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see like where people's stuff comes from. You said he's hypotonic. It's easy for us to see with like us where our stuff comes from as a hypnotist. Like I've gone back and done age regression and seeing where like I could pinpoint where your or we pinpoint you do it. You know, I walk you there where your anxiety came from, even if it's just from being born, where your your eating issues come from. You know, something interesting. I'll share this with you that about stress eating. Uh, A lot of times, I mean, so many people stress eat, right? When we're in the crib, when we're young and we start crying, a lot of those times we just want to be held. We want security. But a lot of those times our parents think we want to be fed. So they shove a bottle in our mouth. So now now your your comfort comes from food. That's why comfort food is one of the reasons. It's not everybody's case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, that just made me trigger a memory. My son doesn't like to bathe. He doesn't like showers, doesn't like baths. It's a huge deal. You know, it always has been. He's got, you know, as as he gets older, he's fucking stinky. (laughs) It's almost like a family event, you know, every single time. We all have to be on board. My oldest son will even say, put your swim trunks on. I'm going to go in there and help you. But when he was little, I remember um, his dad and I were divorced and he would go over there and my daughter who said her dad like forced him in the bathtub 
you know, and he was screaming. It was like this huge ordeal. So if we could hypnotize him to get him to take a bath, I mean, I, I would do about anything about this point because <laughs> he's been downstairs a lot more because of remote school and I have to go and spray every time he's in the living room. <laughs> I love that you brought that up though. That's pretty cool. I've, I've never, ever thought of that because you're right at night when a baby cries or whenever a baby cries, yeah. what do you do? You assume they're hungry. Yeah, no, I never thought of that either. And then it was actually a thing about children that I was listening to this hypnotist and it came up. I'm like, holy shit, that makes all the sense in the world. That's probably why most of us are all fucked up and get stressed out and go pound food. And I mean, yeah. you know, so that, that's why when it comes to someone on the spectrum, it's harder to, you know, because not all kids are verbal. Not everybody, you know, I mean, to, for, for you to sit through hypnosis, you have to be willing, you know, you have to want it. You can't, I can't just snap my fingers and you're gonna go you know like you have to be you're a big part of this like i'm just guiding you so it's yeah. that's why it like you know when i see somebody i'm very all about inclusivity you know and if there's someone i can't help like it breaks my heart i look at people in the deaf community like i'm i'm a sound healer even though it's not about you know hearing it's more about frequency but with hypnosis I, there's impossible for me to help someone who can't hear because they have to close their eyes and visualize and we can't do that you know so actually i am starting to learn asl and i do want to do sound baths for those you know who can't hear like for the whole my friend did one in arizona sound bath for the deaf community because it's all frequency it's just you know it's wow it's, you know 528 hertz isn't changing your dna through your ears it's matching your frequency so it may beethoven was deaf you know beethoven became deaf and he was still made music while being deaf. So when you think about it, you know, I just feel bad when there's people I can't help. Your heart is so big. I would highly suggest to our listeners to go on his YouTube. You know what I did notice about your YouTube and it bothered me because it's the addict in me and clearly shows how needed it was, is how many views your one had on heroin. Yeah, that one did, yeah. So that made me sad because I'm like, clearly there's a lot of people out there struggling with that. It made me really sad. I know opiates is such a huge problem right now. So keep doing that because clearly our universe told you that that is needed. Yeah, and that one I did years ago. That's an old one. That's like, that's probably from like three years ago. I haven't, like I just started working on my YouTube channel. There were a few videos that were still there from way back when that I even took down some and that one because of all the views and everything, I wasn't gonna take that down. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, people are help. People need help. That's it. They do need help. I love that you represent like your symbol and on your website, you can still be manly and masculine and, and still be a healer. And, and that's what you portray. Like, you're like, Hey, look at me. Yeah. I'm freaking, I'm, I'm owning my shit. I love that because I think more men need that. Yeah, that's it. And I have these two friends that have this uh, soul camp. It was uh, like a personal development adult sleepaway camp. They did great. It was all yoga. It was everything, you know. And they had a dinner with all men just to find out why men aren't coming to this event. And I think men need someone who's like more like me, who's in touch. Because a lot of men will get spiritual and they completely like swing the pendulum. And they're all like just everything is kumbaya, love and light. And men need like, yeah. And and men need like to know that, listen, it, I know spiritual dudes that still watch sports every Sunday, you know. Yeah. You don't have to give everything up. It's yeah. just being, you know, to me, spirituality is being better in touch with yourself, with the planet, 
with animals and with humanity, you know, and that's it. You focus on those four pillars. You could still listen to, I mean, I still listen to Tupac, you know, I still listen to Wu-Tang. Like, you could still be you, but you yeah. could really actually be you because that's all it's about. Whoever you are, be that person and run with it. You can still be you. So where can our listeners find you? What do you got going on right now? Uh, shout out to yourself. Let them know where to find you. If you go to gregprasker.com, it's just my email list for now and a link to my YouTube channel. So if you go on my email list, you get three free sessions, um, two hypnosis, one breath work. And on my YouTube page as well, on TikTok and Instagram, spiritual.badasses. You can friend me on Facebook, whatever, whatever works. And then I'll be I'll be announcing soon through my email list and everything my new uh, healing network. It's going to be a subscription based healing network, so I could make healing accessible and affordable for all. So it's just going to be like a small monthly subscription where we're going to have me doing work and yoga teachers and different people coming in to just so that that'll that it'll be under gregprasker.com or spiritualbadasses.com when I launch in like a month probably about. But I'd say YouTube channel, TikTok, and Instagram have been the, the main focus lately. So I love that you're doing TikTok. But I'll tell you what, my daughter, my youngest daughter, she learned some really cool stuff from, from TikTok. I mean, she has a new experiment almost every day. TikTok's a great, I love it. There's a lot of bullying on it, so that's the bad part. But, you know, to see all the creativity, to see the people funny stuff of pranking, to see people who are on, you know, the spectrum or, or people who are disabled that have like friends now who before this didn't have a platform and now they have like a million viewers and they're hosting live parties. This guy with cerebral palsy who just like bobs his head dancing every night, like things like that. So it is great. You know, there is a lot of bad with it, but it's a great platform and it's, you know what I like about it? I'm, I'm such an overthinker that when I'm doing my YouTube videos, it takes a lot to like search the optimize with keywords, tags, descriptions, titles, you know, being a small channel, I can't just say binaural beats and people are going to find me. Like it takes a lot. And, and then making videos that are longer with TikTok, it's a minute, 30 seconds. I have a thought, boom, I go on, I do it. I like it. I love it. I love TikTok. What is your TikTok like? Can we, we'd like to follow you. Uh, at spiritual.badasses. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. So, like I said earlier, you know, I was miserable. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was angry. My family's scared of, like, even bringing things up to me. I hated life. Today, I love life. Everything is awesome. You know, I have my days. I'm still human. But... The fact is that I realize that you can be happy. Happiness is a right, not a privilege. It's, it's a right for all of us, not a privilege for some. And, you know, everyone deserves happiness and none of you out there are exempt. So my message is, if I can go from where I was to where I am now, any of you could do it. I'm no stronger, I'm no better, no more powerful. I just decided one day that I'm tired of feeling like shit. And I'm going to do everything I can to find happiness. And you could all do it too, easily. Not easily. It's hard, but it's doable. <laughs> and, and the light at the end of the rainbow is just, it's a beautiful thing. So if I could do it, anybody can. That's that hope I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you both for having me. This has been amazing. I feel like I we're know. just hanging out, you know?
And I feel better. Thank you, Greg. Good. Glad you do. I'll send you <laughs> yeah, a little. Uh, I'll send you a little Diksha after we're done. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I appreciate both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.